3: It's the only podcast on the internet that Choo Choo chooses you as the form of its destructor to end the world on this Valentine's Day. I'm Jim Maritato, aka Vink Maniac on the internet, and I'm excited to be bringing you Episode 71 as we talk with Dan Lieberg and Chris Burns from the Buffalo Ghostbusters. This week, we're chatting with Dan and Chris about some of the tumultuous wrap-up of their Ghostbusters playing card deck contest to choose the 50 franchises that would be featured on the charity fundraising card decks they'll be producing in a few months to benefit Hook and Ladder 8 as part of the 40th anniversary celebration of Ghostbusters. And I say tumultuous here not because their effort was like full of drama, but because their entire contest was taking place on Facebook, which almost predictably responded to a sudden increase in activity on their page by killing it off. Uh, So Chris and Dan were kind enough to Come on the show this week to share a bit of that experience, to tell us a lot about, you know, how the contest went and the parts that were positive before there was a sudden change in what Facebook allowed us all to see and to pivot into the wind and announce the top 50 participating teams or franchises whose logos will be featured on their cards uh, right here on Extra Plasm. So we're going to get into that chat with the boys from Buffalo shortly and you'll find out which 50 teams made the cut. But first, we need to address a couple of housekeeping items including our super-secret giveaway that I told you about last week, and of course, Ghostbusters headlines. Uh, So first, in terms of housekeeping, let's talk about the super-secret Extraplasm giveaway that I mentioned last episode, because as I promised you last week, uh, this would be a short contest for folks tuning in weekly. And I'm excited to announce who the two winners of some Ghostbusters Frozen Empire posters are, but to be honest, I'd be way more excited to announce three. So let's just do that instead. Uh, So without further ado, congratulations go to Matthew Roche, Valerie Flores and Dominic Brown. I'll be reaching out to each of you via the email addresses you supplied in your entry forms this week. Uh, So congratulations. You'll be getting a Frozen Empire poster in the mail from me at no cost to you. Uh, So look for that message in your inbox, the three of you, if you're listening. Uh, And if you're not, then that's going to be really weird because the rest of you are like, why did you put this message in the podcast, Jim? But I digress. Uh, And if you didn't win this time, stay tuned because there's probably going to be some more Frozen Empire celebration to be had uh, coming soon in contest form. So keep your eyes and your ears open for that. The second piece of housekeeping I have is a big request uh, to throw some support to a dear friend of the podcast and the Ghostbusters community at large. Our friend Jason Fitzsimmons over at Ghostbusters News is in quite a conundrum at the moment. Uh, If you haven't noticed, he has not been posting actively on Facebook or Instagram for the last few days, and that's because Meta has functionally turned off his ability to reach anybody via either Facebook or Instagram as platforms. And so if you've noticed that Ghostbusters News has been missing from your feed in the last couple days, and that its profile on Instagram has been inactive and lacking a logo, this is why. Uh, And Jason is no more special than any of us when it comes to resolving a Facebook page ban, despite some assumptions in the community that he somehow gets priority in fixing these issues uh, because he's tried to report on them for folks and tell people how to avoid problems after he's ran into them. And those problems, of course, affect him pretty directly because Ghostbusters News is his business. Uh, So it's something where when this happens, he's eager to try and get that problem fixed and puts a lot of pressure in to see what he can get done but it's really up to Meta to get their act together. Uh, and I'll go on record right here in saying that Meta is simply an awful company that wants businesses and brands to use their platforms, but will also rapidly flip a switch on a business, depriving them of their reach as uh, their customers uh, based off of some algorithmic choice. Uh, and in Jason's case, that's certainly true because think of how many of you are listening right now who would normally click through a Facebook page, uh, post or an Instagram story to get to something that Jason has posted. So I'm asking you to do him, a favor and in turn, extra plasma favor because Jason has been nothing but supportive of this podcast. And I can tell you firsthand, like doing the headlines segment for this week without our friend who reports the news regularly certainly was harder uh, in terms of tracking down everything that's happened in the last half of the past week. So please help out Jason, please help out Ghostbusters News, please help out extra Plasm and you know, recognize that he helps to promote so many independent makers and creators and artists in our community that I would really love it that we could give that support back. So Please do me a solid. Uh, go over to GhostbustersNews.com and you know bookmark the website. Uh, while you're there, go and take a look at a few articles you haven't looked at before. Uh, and click through maybe to one of his YouTube videos and grab a video you've not watched on there before and let the ads run through it. Or consider hopping over to the Ghostbusters News T Public page and picking up a cool T-shirt or two uh, to sort of celebrate getting closer to Frozen Empire and throw some support to a content creator who you like. I think many of you who listen to this show appreciate the insights and perspectives that Jason provides on things, and you know sort of the way he's been very supportive of many of the you know other guests who've come on the show. He helps to promote everybody who comes. On Extraplasm and posts something virtually every week uh, to help those people, not just you know, be on this show, but to get heard by others who otherwise you know might not know they were on this show. And so I think many of you who listen to the show appreciate what he offers, and the download numbers don't lie for the episodes where he joins us. So I'm asking you, please throw Ghostbusters News some extra support this week. Go over there and take a look at a few articles. Go take a look at something on the YouTube channel you haven't seen before. And if you've got you know, if you want to grab some new T-shirts. Grab some T Public shirts uh, from his, from his store, and I'll tell you point blank: I really like the new heavy T Public shirt. I think the prints come out really nice on their heavy tee as opposed to their standard unisex. It's worth like three three dollar upgrade. Totally, uh, I've got new shirts that are in much better condition than my previous T Public shirts. Uh, so that's a thing to know about, just in terms of T Public overall. And one final thing I want to say here about this whole thing about Jason. Uh, he did not ask me to do this. He didn't say, hey, can you reach out to your fans and ask them to throw some support to me? This is something that I am asking of you, uh, you know, because I consider him a friend who's been supportive of this podcast and I'm genuinely asking you to do it. And he may totally annoy him that I did, or he may be entirely quietly Canadian about the whole thing. But I'm asking you, please, to go and do this, not because he asked of it, but because I'm asking you as a person who brings you this podcast every week uh, to, and who appreciates the support that he's offered us. OK, so with all of our uh, housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's get into some Ghostbusters headlines.
2: Still making headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern
1: seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. On in topic today, ghosts
3: and ghostbusting. The extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at ya. In Ghostbusters Frozen Empire news, there's not a ton of new information to talk about this week except perhaps for the closest and clearest shot of the new villain we've seen so far, uh, Garaka appears in a short 38-second video released on the Ghostbusters social media channels, wherein some of the stars of the film were asked about who their favorite ghost in the movie is. Uh, if you're interested in seeing some close-ups of Puky, Garaka, and more, head over to GhostbustersNews.com and click through Jason's article and grab the video uh, from there. Uh, but there's not like a lot to talk about here in terms of you know what's there, other than these different characters in the movie. Uh, in fact. I don't really know that I posted this to social media this week because in the moment I went, okay, cool. These are, uh, you know, shots of things from the movie and quick cuts in 38 seconds. Uh, but if you want some more detailed, you know, you f- know, uh, shots of those ghosts it's a really good idea to go take a look at this if you're holding off though for the movie and you don't want those things spoiled then don't go look at this uh, in other news not related to media but related to official merch uh, the sony pictures store online has a new frozen empire collection of merch that includes hoodies t-shirts throw pillows and more there's a whole bunch of different housewares and things and there's a lot on offer you should go take a look at the whole collection over at sony slash collections slash ghost busters, uh, but some of my favorite offerings that are up there right now include the repossessed shirt that we've seen in the Frozen Empire trailer, uh, which now being released as an official T-shirt, we'll have to debate about whether or not the ones that exist already as prop replicas are now bootlegs, but I digress. Uh, there's also a great uh, sweat a sweatshirt, a hoodie that has Slimer eating an entire box of pizza at once, which I'm going to need to own, and a mini puffed mayhem design that's available on a shirt and a throw pillow that I absolutely want. Uh, there's also a tall dark and horny t-shirt featuring Garaka that has been kind of going viral And some eagle-eyed shoppers might even spot an enamel pin of a license plate for something called Ecto-C. It's not really clear what Ecto-C is yet, but I'm praying that it's an Ecto-Cart, like a go-kart from Super Mario Kart, that has, like, ghost traps mounted to it and is driven uniquely and only by podcast. It's not going to be that. I know it's not. You don't need to email me and tell me, but I can still dream. Uh, But you should go and check out these cool new items. There's even throw blankets and tumblers for this movie now, which is wild. We're really deep deep in it. The merchandise is here and outside of media releases and official merch coming from Sony directly. Uh, the remaining frozen empire news is really heavy on merch. And we're going to talk first here about something I've had firsthand experience with popcorn buckets and theater merch. Uh, let's talk first about Cinemark because I've been there and I've bought it. Uh, Cinemark theaters are offering a Slimer popcorn bucket. That is, uh, I thought at first was going to be kind of like the one that they put out for, uh, afterlife which was like a mini puff bucket that was like a bowl but this is far more enclosed in that it is Slimer and his mouth is where the popcorn would go Uh, now I bought it without the popcorn in it because for $25 you can have the popcorn bucket and for 30 you can have the popcorn bucket and a medium popcorn to go with it and I I went to the movie theater literally to buy merch and leave. So uh, I picked the the Slimer Popcorn Bucket. There's also a tin uh, that holds, I believe, 144 ounces of something, whatever it is that you want. And it's made of metal uh, and is really cool. That will run you about fifteen dollars. There is a cup that holds 44 ounces of soda that will run you about seven fifty. And there's two plush dolls that. We'll run you $12.50 apiece. If you want to see what any of these things look like, you can, of course, go check out the coverage over on Ghostbusters News, where uh, Jason has images from me as well as from Brent Hollingsworth. Uh, and you can, of course, find this stuff on Extraplasm social media because I totally freaked out and took lots of photos of ridiculous merchandise that I bought in a movie theater at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday with way too much excitement. Uh, but I was totally excited and I still am. Here's a pro tip. Uh, that Slimer popcorn bucket, if you take like a small LED light and you put it underneath, it, it makes a totally dope lamp effect. And I'm going to use these at Halloween, like in my display when the kids show up to get candy from me. I can't wait to fill Slimer with t- tons of Snickers and, you know, other things or to like fill something else like a bowl with that and then just shove lights in him. So that way he glows and looks really creepy on the table. But uh, really cool. I have to say, like, I'm really impressed by what Cinemark did here. And it's an an upgrade, I think, from the uh, mini puff bowl they did previously. It's a lot, a lot nicer in terms of detail, I think. But if that doesn't really, you know, tickle your fancy and you need something that Uh, would hold popcorn and potentially also hold ghosts. Both AMC and Regal have now announced, uh, in teasers at least via their social media, that they will have ghost trap themed uh, popcorn buckets. At AMC, it appears this is going to be a ghost trap that has a funnel uh, coming off the top of it that will hold the popcorn rather than putting all the popcorn in the trap. And at Regal, it looks like it's gonna be more like a traditional ghost trap. These are two different items. So if you've seen these in social media over the last week and gone, oh, they're both doing the same thing, it doesn't appear that's the case. They have different decor on them. They are different sizes, etc. cetera. Uh, so not many more details are available about those yet in terms of release. But to be fair, if you think about the Ecto-1 uh, popcorn bucket that came out for Afterlife, that didn't really rear its head until the week of the movie coming out. So I'm not going to be surprised if we don't see those until later. It's almost kind of awkward that Cinemark has the merchandise in their theaters now. Uh, but n- none of these companies have anything online at this point. That being said, uh, AMC Theaters Merchandise.com is where you can typically buy things from AMC Theaters, and while this did not exist during Afterlife, and so there was a bigger and like harder chase for the Cinemark stuff because you couldn't buy it online, Cinemark now has a uh, website called shopcinemark.com where you can pick up most of the merchandise they sell. Both of these companies, ironically enough, are uh, actually run by a back-end provider called Only in Theaters, LLC. Uh, So I imagine that they're going to probably be putting this stuff up live on both of these companies' websites around the same time, uh, given that they are the back-end provider who's kind of doing the um, provisioning and distribution and all those kinds of things and promotion running the websites. So uh, remember, check out ShopCinemark.com and AMCTheatersMovieMerchandise.com and keep an eye on them if you don't have one of those theater chains in your area. But if you do and you have Cinemark's in your area, uh, go check it out because there's a really good chance that there's stuff down at your theater that you can grab now. If you live in the United Kingdom and you're one of the folks who lives across the pond listening to Extra Plasm, uh, then you may want to know that there's a new Ghostbusters Frozen Empire merchandise tie-in reveal with Walker stacks. This is not entirely surprising given that Walkers is owned by Frito Frito-Lay uh, and their mutual parent company, Pepsi. So as we've already seen some hints at a Cheetos tie in for the new movie, we might also see some other Frito-Lay and affiliated ba- brands come to play as well. Uh, so Ghostbusters News has reported on branded packages of What's It's, Quavers and Monster Munch that have been uh, found on store shelves over in the UK, and they are featuring Slimer alongside uh, the mini puffs on the packages. There's going to be a contest that begins March 11th and runs until May 5th. That's an instant win giveaway uh, where winners are going to be chosen every hour with apparently 2,403 prizes up for grabs. That's a really weird number, um, so I don't know where they came up with that number from, but okay, fine. Uh, and that will apparently also like include potential private VIP screenings of the movie, standard cinema tickets, uh, vouchers for things on Amazon or the Sony store. This is going to be open for UK fans only, uh, but the grand prize is that two fans may have the opportunity to experience Ghostbusters Frozen Empire in person by winning a trip to New York City. Uh, So you can go over to the website to go check out what's available for this at walkers.co.uk slash Ghostbusters. The contest doesn't open until March 11th but you can take a look at like sort of the promotional website and the products and stuff that are available. And you can start looking for this uh, in your markets over in the UK. Uh, So we we will probably get different promotions here in the US, I imagine. So for folks going like, well, that sucks. They get to come to to a different country and go to New York city. If they're the grand prize winners, what do we get? I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, my money is pretty good on the fact that we're probably going to get some sort of promotional tie in with if nothing else, Cheetos, uh, given that they have already kind of teased the movie and featured the trailer on their social media. And pretty clearly, Slimer eating a lot of Cheetos in the scenes we've seen so far. In unofficial merchandise news, uh, our friends over at Phantasm Toys have opened pre-orders for their latest selection of Crypt Creepers minifigures. Blinky, who is inspired by Spirits Unleashed, Vinny and Zuli, the two terror pups, and the haunted uh, red, red Winter Jacket from Hell, Parkageist, are all up for grabs over at phantasmtoys.com. Fingers crossed if you're looking to see these reviewed before you make a purchase. I'm hoping to have these in hand to take a look at this weekend if UPS cooperates. And I'm planning to be stuck in the house in the rain again somehow in Southern California. So um, it's it's happening again, everybody. We're going to all be under the roof, like, you know, scared from the rain because we don't know how to deal with that here. Uh, but anyway, uh, if that all comes to play, as we hope, then you should have a kitchen counter review coming soon over on the Extraplasm YouTube channel uh, to check out probably by next week, uh, in which case you can take a look at those. And if custom figures aren't your fancy, then perhaps custom shoes and apparel are, uh, especially if you're a sneakerhead like I suspect Kamil Nanjiani's character is in the new movie. Nike customizer and apparel designer Bull Airs has revealed that they will have a line from the new movie and Bull Air's Firehouse Collection will end up launching on Friday of this week, on February 16th at noon Eastern, over on bullairs.com. If you want to save some money on this, you can use code FIREHOUSE10 and save 10% off your complete order. Uh, my strong suggestion I can tell you real quick about some things that are available, but if you want to take a look at like what this stuff looks like, Ghostbusters News had an exclusive sneak peek at what's going to be available on the line, including three different awesome sneakers. Uh, they're, they're AJ ones that are essentially customized air Jordans, uh, that are going to have either tan and khaki uniform colorways. Uh, one that looks like it's based on Slimer. Uh, you know, another one is going to be based off of a different design from the movie. So these are like three different shoes that are available. Each of those costs 450 bucks, which I know some people are going to go, Whoa, that's a lot of money, but these are designer custom shoes. Uh, so Definitely cool stuff. And while, you know, Bull Airs is typically known for being a shoe customizer, they also design apparel. So there's a series of different hoodies that they are making available. There's a couple bomber jackets, one of which pays tribute to the original Ghostbusters uniform. And the other one is like, really, to be honest with you, like I'm never buying like the Wuxley $1,100, $1,700, whatever it is, jacket that I would never wear because I'll sweat to death in it. But they have a bomber jacket they're making that kind of as a nod to that red jacket. And I'm like, oh, that's the thing I want for like one hundred and seventy five bucks. So there is some really cool stuff uh, available, including a T-shirt. You're going to hear me talk about with the Buffalo Ghostbusters in a short while uh, because they're they're receiving proceeds from the sales of that t-shirt to benefit hook and ladder eight uh, and the FDNY. So, uh, this is something where if you are into, you know, sneakers, if you're into custom apparel, go take a look at what Bull Airs has coming out because there's probably from my perspective, like, one of the best designed and best looking sets of apparel that's been made for a movie, uh, especially for Ghostbusters. Uh, you're gonna hear me talk about this at the Buffalo Ghostbusters, and I'm happy to say it twice this episode. But it makes anything that Reebok has put out uh, for the last movie or for anniversaries or anything look like a joke. Um, it makes everything that they're putting out at Bull Airs makes it just says to me what every shoe company should have been doing uh, while they had a license to do it. So uh, go take a look at that stuff on Ghostbustersnews.com because that's where. Jason's got the exclusive, you know, look for you, um, and that's where you can find those images really easily. And don't forget, you can go over to BullAirs.com on Friday on the 16th to place an order. My last entry for you in headlines this week, as I often do, I'm going to tell you something fun and interesting to go look at from my perspective. We're gonna throw that support one more time to Ghostbusters news. Uh, head over there and watch one of Ghostbusters news videos on the YouTube channel for something like the unboxing videos from the recent Hasbro line, uh, especially of squash and squeeze Slimer or the 84 one that he's put up in the last week. He's got some good in-depth coverage there, especially if you're on the fence about picking one of these items up. You know, I'm the kind of person who got on this podcast and was like, I don't need an 84 one. I'm not going to buy one. And then I watched Jason open one and I went, man, I kind of want one of these, even though I, I probably shouldn't. Uh, So, you know, not that I'm trying to convince you to go watch things that'll get you to spend more money, but you know, uh, it, it is what it is, right? You go and you watch people unbox things and then you go, I want that. Uh, so if you've been on the fence about a, slime, a squash and squeeze Slimer and you're wondering how that works or what it does, go take a look at what Jason's got up for offer right now because he's got a good video breaking it down. Okay, so uh, let's go now to my conversation with Dan Lieberg and Chris Burns of the Buffalo Ghostbusters. <laughs> Joining me on Extra Plasm Podcast, returning uh, for the first time in 2024, and probably not the last given their central involvement in so many great things that are gonna be happening around the 40th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Dan Leiberg and Chris Burns from the Buffalo Ghostbusters are back with us to talk uh, this week. Uh, Dan, how are you doing? Just a little bit stressed with the Facebook page situation, but we're doing good. We'll <laughs> talk <laughs> about this. You, you've got a really great initiative going on that's been kind of uh, fucked by Zuck, we'll put it. Uh, yes. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> Chris, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. It's great to be back. And uh, yeah, we're a little stressed with Facebook, but card contest was going fantastic up until that point. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're happy to talk about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you guys are back because we're, I mean, obviously you're back just because it's fun to talk to you because it's always fun to chat with you guys. You're awesome people. Likewise. It's kind of funny. Like we were like, hey, let's get together and talk because you've been running uh, this playing card deck contest for the last few weeks that you announced this last year uh, at the end of the year to say to folks, hey, we're going to put out a fundraising uh, playing card deck that's going to be coming out where the proceeds from it are going to benefit Hook and Ladder 8 as part of the 40th anniversary celebration of Ghostbusters and your annual Celebration of Ghostbusters down at the firehouse, which is totally cool and totally awesome. And you were running this contest for several weeks and had people, uh, you know, contributing things and voting on images on your Facebook page. And then lo and behold, on the day it was all supposed to end, (laughs) Facebook came along and said, Oh, it's over. Let me assure you it's over because your entire <laughs> Facebook page is over, along with the Facebook page of Ghostbusters News and several other groups yet again. Um, and so first, I'm sorry this has happened to you. I'm so glad that you decided to come on and talk about this and sort of talk about how you're wrapping up the contest, because it was a big pivot for you. And I know it was really stressful. So thank you for coming on and doing it.
1: It was. You know what? At the end of the day. Yeah, the Facebook thing is super stressful, but the card contest was such a positive experience. and. All of the fans and all of the franchises that participated, we wanted to make sure to still come on and talk about it, even though the page is down, because it was just such a great experience with everybody, and it's important to still talk
0: about it. I agree as well. You know, We had such a positive experience. There were no drama llamas the entire time, which just blows my mind, because I figured there'd be drama somewhere, Mm -hmm. and we got so much engagement and so much love from different franchises, helping other franchises. Spread the word.
1: In total, across all ninety images, and so all ninety franchises, there were twenty two thousand votes. Wow! In this contest, so yeah, it was like when you say engagement. Like again, I just I massively underestimated the interest and where this thing could go, and it was just mind blowing all week seeing all those votes flying in and everybody you know, sharing and being really creative with the way they were trying to generate votes, you know, teams were pairing up or even tripling up and, uh, you know, trying to be like, okay, the UK groups, they they all went together and tried to generate votes for all three rather than just themselves. And that was really cool. Um, you know, different franchises would comment on other ones and be like, Oh, we'll vote for you if you vote for us. And That was cool. South Australia did a really funny video. I don't know. Did you see that? I did not. I did not. Okay. So um, the name of the woman in the video escapes me, but she was dressed up essentially as Holtzman. And she edited the video of Venkman doing the shock at the start of the movie. Okay, And she was in Jennifer Runyon's spot. And... He flips a card and she's like, oh, it's the South Australia Ghostbusters. And it has her logo. <laughs> and then she like has the whole thing keep going where uh, Stephen Tash's character gets it wrong. And he's like looking at her like, you know, am I going to shock him? And she's like, do it. <laughs> and like, it was just a really clever, funny video. I didn't see it. But um, one of the UK groups, uh, West Midlands, I think, said they had like an Ozzy Osborne. Um, impersonator, like, do a video <laughs> of, like, you should vote for this. Like, I'm just like, the creativity of all of this is just awesome. Like, groups were having so much fun oh, with it.
0: Definitely. Answer the call. Answer the second call, I should say. Yeah. I uh, made a QR code that they were sharing that would go directly to their picture. So they could, they were just handing them out uh, to anybody that'd be interested to vote. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was brilliant. I mean, if you can literally just like, hey, scan this with your phone, it'll vote for us.
1: You mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, with them, you know, we we have to talk about the fact that they did so well in the contest because it's answer the call. And that has a potential to draw negativity or drama. And again, there was none. like people really obeyed that rule. And we have to thank everybody for that because we wanted it to just be positive and be fun. Obviously, it's a competition. So you're going to be wanting to beat other teams but that doesn't mean you have to be negative about other teams. Right. And so that was really great that everybody embraced the positivity of it.
3: There's two elements there that I hear you both talking about. And that I sort of witnessed watching this. And one of them is that this very notion of how much like people played nice. And there was sort of like <laughs> a, a, a collaborative, we're doing something together because it's for an overall fundraising effort kind of thing. I want to see so much more of like, I, I've talked about this and you've both heard me talk about this with things like Starlight Foundation and other stuff that like, people are collaboratively working on that when we sort of put our power together, as opposed to uh, be divisive about whose franchises are doing what or who's getting credit for what or whatever, like we get so much more done as an impactful community of fans who mean, like we get to have a lot of fun. We get to appreciate each other's stuff. We get to look at each other's logos and laugh it up and be creative. But uh, by the same token, like that is now also like so much engagement and awareness that exists about this product that is going to come out that doesn't make anybody money except for FDNY, right? So it's like, it's like just nothing but positive promotion and all that positive energy rolls over. And the other thing is this notion of sort of the way in which the creativity and the skill sets of collaboration and synergy come out of an effort like this, such that you go, okay, you know, like, hey, we know how to sort of band together and utilize social media and maybe, you know, um, share our Instagram posts with each other. So they show up on each other's feeds. Right. Or uh Mm -hmm. share QR codes or those kinds of things. They're the kinds of little promotional tools that like we all need to learn how to do well in order to help you know different fundraising initiatives or even just being like, hey, there's Cinemark popcorn buckets out there. (laughs) Like it's how that word gets spread around effectively. You know. So um I want to you know, sort of congratulate you as much as it's stressful with what went wrong, like that you had such a successful thing that you know people wanted to engage. I think it's funny you use the phrase drama llama because this is the second week in a row where that phrase is being used in the podcast to describe Okay, like, but I
1: stole it from <laughs> Bob
2: Anderson.
3: <laughs> it's his word. It's his word. Or at least that's where I heard it from. No, so. no, it is, it is. It's like it was something that I heard them talking about from Bob and Ryan talking about this last week of using the phrase like no drama llamas and I was like, "Okay, like that's kind of funny, but it is the sort of thing where like every time you want to create uh, you know, a contest or points of engagement that involve a lot of people, there inevitably is a concern about who's going to get, you know, catty about it or who's going to right. not play nice mm-hmm. or who's going to have a genuine concern and raise it and then how maybe somebody else reacts to it and it becomes this snowballing thing of, oh, who's mad at who or whatever. And it's just dumb. Uh, so right. I applaud you both for running something that ran so well. That's why Facebook, of course, stepped in and went, wait, there's no drama yeah. in this community? Facebook was like,
1: <laughs> no drama? No, no, we need to insert the drama. Yeah, we, we've got our own the- head
0: count. There's apparently Face- three million completely miserable assholes <laughs> <laughs>
3: working Facebook. for
1: Facebook.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Facebook uh, sent a couple of interns down to like Ojai, uh, like from up north of California. And they're like, go out to Ojai and go out to like an alpaca farm. And if you can come back with a truckload of six llamas, we're going to name them <laughs> drama
2: one, drama two, <laughs> drama three. <laughs> um...
1: But yeah, like I actually, you know, because basically our rule set of it with the whole drama llama and everything was directly lifted from um, Bob Anderson and Jacob Bartlett with the map project. Right. Because it was like, okay, don't don't bitch at us about, oh, well, that team's local to us, too, but they're actually, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. Like it's a logo contest, you know, unless somebody's committing crimes or something like that. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Let us know. But if it's just, oh, we don't like them and they don't like us. Cool. Right. Then get more votes than them and get in the card contest over them. Okay. Like, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, it was just so cool that everybody respected the rules and didn't really cause drama. I mean, you know, yeah, we had, um, so we had 90 teams in it. And then overall, cause it, it did come up, uh, a couple people suggested that we should just make two decks of cards. Um, hmm. because of how many teams were interested and just have all of the logos through two decks. Um, the unfortunate thing there is, uh, first of all, if you open it up to more teams, it's just going to be more and more and more. Then we're going to sure. get into a third and a fourth deck. Right. Um, you know, by the end of it, um, in terms of, you know, cause submissions were ended on New Year's Eve of 2023. And from January until now, there's probably been 40 teams, at least, that did not get in that expressed interest. So, I mean, that puts us at 130. So now we're past two decks. So, right. And, and then that also increases production costs, because now you're having two different decks and you have to do sure. all this. Um, so, unfortunately, it's just not possible to do it that way. Um, or at least, you know, it, I shouldn't say it's not possible. It's just not the ideal way. It's not um, feasible. That's a, I mean, that's right. a better yeah. word. To use.
0: The, the, logistics, yeah. the logistics of it alone <laughs> are crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be hard enough for us to do with one deck.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Once yeah. you
0: start adding a second, third, fourth, yeah. it, there's no way we could do this without it being our full-time jobs.
1: Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people are still curious about what we're going to do with the jokers. Um, We have a plan in place for that that we're not putting out there yet. But that's also because the plan may change. Because And this is a completely facetious thing that I'm about to suggest that I've been doing (laughs) since uh, Saturday morning. I think now it should just be a circle and a line with Mark Zuckerberg's face on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, look, you, you make two Joker cards, right? So one of them is that. And then the other one oh no, is it should the, be both of them. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the other one you use for some positive engagement is the alternative, which is that you put the uh, the new who you're going to call.org database logo on the other card. So that, that way people be like, OK, this is where I should actually go post my stuff so that that way Facebook can't kill it. <laughs> because there like, you go. I, and I, I mean this. I want like this is something where like Ryan. If you're listening to the podcast right now, Ryan Espin, previous guests, yep. who you going to call.org needs a built in voting function. So that way, the next time there you, you want to do something like this, you can just run the votes through who you're going to call and not worry about whether or not Facebook shuts down the contest I'm just saying yeah i don't but. I don't think
1: we're ever going to do a like contest on Facebook again <laughs> 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 yeah we're already looking at other options of how to run um a voting contest, but yeah, uh no, but actually it is uh good that you mentioned the who you're going to call org because they will be. Uh, referenced in the deck because the rules sheet that comes in a deck of cards is going to be essentially a key of what logo is what. And then the flip side of that will be our list of sponsors that we haven't revealed yet that um, because we're finalizing the list. That's not a secret. We're just (laughs) trying to nail down our last sponsor. Um, But uh, we're going to have some sponsors who are helping with our production costs. But the rule sheet will reference, you know, find your local franchise at who you're going to because the whole idea of this, again, was positivity and just spreading the word about all of these awesome groups. You know, just because a group didn't get into the deck of cards, that literally means nothing about how they are as a franchise. They're, that's, they're still out there doing charity work and caring about Ghostbusters. And so that's awesome. So if we can still help to direct people randomly to find their local franchise that's absolutely the right. spirit of this whole project sure
3: i think that what you've accomplished so far is really great despite the fact that the contest became complicated um you know mm-hmm. and i think that realistically you got had what well, the contest was open for about 10 days and you got essentially nine and a half days of engagement on it before they shut it down yeah.
1: it was supposed to end at 10 p.m and our page went down at like nine thirty-eight a.m Gotcha. So, yeah, about 12 hours was left.
3: I feel like um, that this is one of those things where we don't have to get deeply into it. But I repeatedly said that jokingly that if somebody comes for the Extra Plasma Facebook page, I'm just going to be like, take it as one more less thing for me to do. (laughs) That's one less thing for me to manage. If you don't want my engagement on your platform, I understand. It's totally fine with me. I just, it's, just, it's okay. I, it's, it's enough work to do what I'm doing already on my own, and I don't need to do one more thing if you don't want me to, Facebook. I agree with you, and I I would
1: want to have that attitude, but unfortunately, Facebook is definitely our best resource to disseminate information about Ghostbusters Day. Yeah. Um. So. It's kind of a necessary evil for us at this point. If we have yeah, it
3: back, which hopefully we do, I'm not saying it's a good audience building strategy. I'm just saying like
2: that's oh, become yeah. like my,
3: like <laughs> it's part of why like I'm like everybody go to who you're going to call.org because it reached this point where I'm like, if you take it. I'm not even going to fight you for it. <laughs> like I'm just yep, going to say, yep. "Cool, I don't need <laughs> to worry about this anymore." I can, There's several other places I can go manage my content that don't make me have to come back to a web page where I have to repeatedly be subjected to reels of people in like drive-in, uh, you know, like drive-throughs who are pulling pranks or kids who are like fighting from <laughs> World Star. Like, look, people fighting in the streets or uh, people complaining about politics. Like all of those things are things I have to interact with right now on Facebook purely so that I can engage like a fandom and 10 people who I interact with who haven't gone to other social media. Right. But like, I think it's kind of weird to consider this. Do you realize that Facebook is 20 years old? Don't do that to me.
0: (laughs) I signed up in college.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it it came out. Yeah, it came out my freshman year. I was in my master's program when I got my Facebook account and I remember we, I was working on, uh, you know, like my thesis or something and was being distracted by that going to this thing where I could go and like it was post my space because my space had become too full of ads and too sucked too much and it was not useful for collaborating anymore. And I feel like Facebook, it's, it's right there. It's right there. Mm -hmm. It's right there at the point of being like, hey, this is actually too aggravating for me to keep engaging because it's just inundating me with things that make me sad rather than happy. And I'm holding on and clinging for the Ghostbusters groups and the friendships that I have that exist there. But the more they kill off each of these pages, I'm like, take it. Go ahead. We'll figure out something else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of social media, that makes us sad. We are also on X. And uh, yes. you can also find us on Instagram.
3: <laughs> We're still existing on those platforms. <laughs> hey, I like Instagram, even though Zuck owns that one too, right? Which is why that's so weird though, that the algorithms over there don't also
1: hit the pages the way they are. And I'm yeah. not encouraging it, but I'm just no. saying.
3: <laughs> it is different. It is fundamentally different how they apply the algorithm to, I mean, it's different algorithms, I imagine, for different backend. end. But, you know, I think part of it, too, is that like over on Instagram, there's this odd thing where like the expectation is that everyone is involved in advertising rather than community building. So it's like kind of different in that, like, even if you represent yourself as a brand on there in some way, there's not the same way for you to be like, we have posts and we have contests for you to engage directly here. Somebody's got to go to like, I've always thought about this in terms of Instagram. You can't put a link in a post. So instead, Mm -hmm. like because they like don't want you to do anything other than be like, yeah, I engaged this photo and I thought this content was interesting and I liked it. So you can't even click on a link. So instead, everybody does this wild thing of being like, go into my bio and click on a link in my bio, bio. (laughs) which will take you to a tiny mini HTML website, which then has (laughs) 10 different links of things that I can link you to all All in one place. Like a digital business card that only yep. exists because this platform was too fucking stupid to come up with a better way to do this.
0: Like, Speaking of yep. which, we're also available at buffaloghostbusters.com.
2: <laughs> yes, we are.
3: So, like, social media is an imperfect beast, right? And I think about this a lot that, like, that each of us are relying on it. You know, we're all trying to figure out how to leverage it in the proper way to make these projects succeed. And at all points, it's like, we're essentially just like throwing ourselves into the ocean on a raft. We're like, hey, I hope that the currents take this where we need it to go. And occasionally it's like, hey, what's up? Thunderstorm. And also pirates. <laughs> like, <and> just <laughs> Oh, shit. OK, cool. Um, how are we going to survive this? So uh, thank you for weathering that storm because uh, it's yeah. it's not easy and it's stressful. Right. And especially when like you have something go wrong. And you want to get it fixed and you essentially and just literally like it's being on a ship and screaming into the wind. Like, why are the yep. seas so rough? Because yep. you're not going to get an answer like you can nope. file form after form after form. And like, I think the ways that we all then try to like, I think <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've seen reposting a link about your page. That's like, go here and fill out this report that says that this page is missing. <laughs> Which has actually been so freaking cool. Like,
1: you know, you never really know how the fandom views you or your group or, you know, again, because sometimes there's drama over popularity and stuff. And it's just like, it's been mind blowing that, yeah, so many groups are so persistent about the fact that we're down and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. They took Buffalo down. No, we got to get this back. And I'm like, wow. What? <laughs>
3: I'm like, I had no idea that people actually cared about our. No, page. I saw. I saw a very similar response of like, those are the guys who organized Ghostbusters Day. And it was like, well, come on, we got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was get like, your oh. Ectos. We got to save the day. <gasps> and you're like, okay. like, they,
1: got, they got their Ectos and their torches and they're going
3: after Facebook. OK. <laughs> This isn't just like some Ghostbusters merchandising page. This is a community (laughs) asset, and they're fucking with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, no, it genuinely has been really humbling to see everybody taking up the cause for us and trying to help us get back. So thank you to everybody that's been doing that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I've seen it all over Facebook. I've seen Instagram stories and posts about trying to bring us back. The community has been great with trying to pressure Facebook for us. Yeah.
3: And after everything I've said about Facebook today, the community is going to be like, Jim said he didn't want his Facebook page. So everybody (laughs) file (laughs) them reports. Don't do that. If you're listening out there, don't be like, please, we're taking it down. He said his workload's too heavy. We're helping him out. We're saving extra plasm by destroying its Facebook page. Yep. (laughs) Oh, well I think um, one of the things we are going to do if it's because I think you were ready to do it is I think you do want to let people know who who made the list, right? Um since you don't yeah. have the ability to do it on Facebook, we said we'd kind of put that out there into the universe via extraplasm. Uh so I don't know if you're ready to do that now. Um Yeah, let's
1: know. let's have at it. So um yeah, I guess we'll we're going to read this off starting from the top of the list to the bottom. So The number one franchise, uh, and we're not going to get into all the votes because that's just a lot of numbers and it's going to sound like nonsense after a while. So let's just uh, round robin this and go down the list and let people know who did make the deck. So uh, rank number one was the South End on Sea Ghostbusters.
0: And number two is the Charm City Ghostbusters.
3: Number three is Ghostbusters Detroit. Number four,
0: Norfolk Ghostbusters. Number five, Answer the Second Call.
3: Number six, uh, Windy City Ghostbusters. Number seven, 802 Ghostbusters, Vermont.
0: Number eight, Our Friends, the New York City Ghostbusters. And number nine, Ghostbusters of Glasgow. Number 10 is the Circle City Ghostbusters. number 11 Cherryland Ghostbusters.
3: number 12 is East Midlands
0: Ghostbusters.
1: number 13 is the Yellow Rose
0: Ghostbusters. Number 14 Austin Ghostbusters.
3: Number 15 is Ghostbusters is the Calco. number 16 is the Steel City Ghostbusters.
0: number 17 is Florence Ladder Center Ghostbusters Italia.
3: Number 18 is Association. I'm not gonna get it right guys. this is where I'm gonna botch the entire list. I can't say it. Association cultural Ghostbusters Italia. Ghostbusters Italia, I know my last name is Italian. I know it means married man in Italian, and I'm confident it's because I am a walking clerical error that was accidentally reporting what its last name was at Ellis Island several generations ago, (laughs) so I apologize.
1: Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Number 19 is the East Anglia Ghostbusters.
0: Number 20 is the Northern Colorado Ghostbusters.
1: Number 21 is the Merseyside Ghostbusters. Number 22 is the Chorley Ghostbusters.
0: Number 23 is Ghostbusters Spirit of 84.
1: Number 24 is Atlanta Ghostbusters. Number 25 is the
0: Maine Ghostbusters. Number 26 the Arkham Ghostbusters.
3: 27 is the Wisconsin Ghostbusters.
0: 28 is the Tennessee Ghostbusters. Number 29 is Hudson Valley Ghostbusters.
3: And number 30
1: is the North Texas Ghostbusters. Number 31 is the Staffordshire
0: Ghostbusters. Number 32, Ecto-1GB.
1: Number 33, Highland Ghostbusters. 34 is the South Australia Ghostbusters. Number 35, the Motown
3: Bluesbusters. Uh, Number 36 is Ghostbusters Virginia.
1: Number 37 has also been zucked
3: by Facebook. The
1: Massachusetts Ghostbusters.
0: Number 38, the Real Kent Ghostbusters.
1: Number 39 is the Arizona Ghostbusters. Number 40, congratulations to my
0: friends, the Daytona Beach Ghostbusters. Number 41, the Magic Ghostbuster.
3: I believe he's magic, magic. Uh, Number (laughs) 42 is Ghostbusters Ireland. 43 is the Columbus Ghostbusters.
0: Number 44, the Alberta Ghostbusters.
3: Number 45 is the Ghostbusters Texas Rangers Division. 46 is the Western Massachusetts
0: Ghostbusters. The 47th pick in the 2024 card draft (laughs) is the Philadelphia Ghostbusters.
3: Number 48 is Ghostbusters West Virginia
1: Division. 49 is the Last Frontier Ghostbusters.
0: And rounding out our top 50, drumroll please joy
1: to the world. (laughs) (laughs) And then the page got (laughs) sucked.
0: The Hill City Ghostbusters.
1: So congratulations to those 50 teams. Thank you to all 90 teams for your participation. It was great. You were all awesome. You were all creative. And you all matter. It's sappy and all that, but seriously, it was just a card contest. It's a fun deck of cards for all of us to sell and raise some funds but it matters that you all participated and it matters that you all do charity work and care about Ghostbusters so thank you to everyone that participated uh, in any way
0: yes I'd also like to extend my thank you for everyone who participated and for those that didn't make the cut it doesn't mean you won't have another chance we're not ready to announce anything but you may have another chance to be on a deck.
1: Yeah, just follow our Facebook page. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we will tell people where to follow you in the meantime, right? <laughs> they can go, what is it? Buffalo Gbusters? Is that at the Instagram account or something? Yeah, uh, Buffalo
1: Gbusters is on Instagram and Twitter, or buffaloghostbusters.com has uh, all of our relevant link tree links and such. Yeah.
3: So you still exist, even though, you know, Facebook is trying to, we still matter. You're still, you're like, listen, you all out there who participated in this, you all matter far more than us, except for Massachusetts, because you all still have Facebook (laughs) pages and we in Massachusetts don't, uh, no, I'm kidding. But, but I think this is so amazing, uh, that, you know, you had this many groups coming out and I think, you know, I'm not trying to give you ideas, but with this many groups, I'm like, maybe you need to do like a. A box of Ghostbusters logo gamble chocolate. Like, you know, there's just like you get the big mm. like sampler, like it's a Russell Stover's and it's got like 90 different logos <laughs> on it. You have no idea what's inside each one. I don't know. But like
2: <laughs> there's a lot oh, of coconut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be uh, extra plasma. We'll participate in that. and We'll put all the liquor, the black licorice candy will be uh, the stuff with Extraplasm <laughs> logos on it so everybody can be sorely disappointed by what they engaged. Um, <laughs> except for like some random minority of people who are like, Black Licorice is the greatest stuff ever. What are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. But you're wrong. But thanks for participating. I'm kidding. But <laughs> uh, I think this is great. I want, I can't wait to see the card deck when it comes out. So what's the plan in terms of actually getting the card decks produced and then kind of moving towards you know, sales and distribution on those. Yep. So we've
1: started talking with the manufacturer, um, cause they have done a deck before. Um, I think we talked about it the last time we were on, but, uh, we did when we, when Bernsey originally had this idea, um, he did them as a team deck. So it was just all photos of us on different cards and all right. of that. Uh, so it was a good way to test out the quality, test out their printing, um, and they were a great company. They're very awesome to work with. So we've been starting to arrange the production and all of that. Um, the good news is because based on the response and all the voting, <laughs> uh, I don't want to have to handle the shipping for these. <laughs> 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 so, but it sounds like the company is actually going to be able to set us up with a link where people can just order and they will fulfill the order. Oh, nice. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get all the proceeds and everything so that that can be added to the fundraiser for this year. Um, so we're going to move into production. Um, we'll hopefully have a timeline on when we can post that, but, um, you know, I would imagine we'll get the link out probably April or May. Um, you know, cause we're, if we can, Our goal as we talk to the company is going to be that uh, we can have some decks for sale in person at the Firehouse on Ghostbusters Day. Uh, But we would also like it if people could start to receive them before Ghostbusters Day, just so that, you know, it's a fun product to have in hand on the day.
3: Yeah, Um, I think having it there on the day is a cool idea, too, because it means you can kind of do some stuff with them. You know, you can do like some some kind of games with them and stuff and, uh, you know, sort of promote their use. Cause I think we talked yep. about this last time you were on that. I just thought about it as like a cool thing of like, you have a deck of cards in your flight suit pocket that you can pull out and do some kind of different interactive games with. You can like, I'm thinking about the fact that the magic ghostbuster is on the list of your, uh, you know, franchises. And I'm like, well, if the magic ghostbuster doesn't buy like five of these card decks to be like, let me show you some tricks. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> that, that something's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: And I do have a fun project for somebody. With all of the different groups that will be at the Firehouse on Ghostbuster Day, you could, in theory, get most of your individual cards signed by a member of each team. Ooh, there you go. I like it.
3: That's kind of nifty. Because then you can can collect them all and then collect all the signatures and... And you can make a giant frame of them and you can be like, I've got everybody from the entire community. No, I don't know if you're going to really do that, but I I, I'm just also
1: envisioning uh, a lot of drinking games going on with this deck of cards at on the uh, patio at the group hotel after (laughs) Ghostbusters Day. (laughs) We'll all be sitting there playing Kings or whatever.
3: Yeah, um, I think that you're going to run like a game of three card Monty on the side of the firehouse. I like find the red queen, except it's not the red queen. It's like, find the West Midlands Ghostbusters or whatever it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> find
3: Atlanta Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? And you're just, that's, that's how it's going to work. It's going to be great. Yeah. But uh, I'm definitely going to get a set of cards for sure. Cause I'm actually like, wa- I've wanted them since you talked about it, but um, I think that they're a really cool th- project. And I'm so excited about the engagement you have with it disp- and the way that you've maintained like a positive mindset. And despite like this pretty significant setback and closing it out, you know um, from the point that your page like disappeared, like not to be like inside baseball for everyone listening to the podcast, but we were talking about doing this episode and then it was like, you had to message me, Dan, and be like, hey, so um, our page is gone. <laughs> and I'm like, we're now wrapping this up. And I'm like rep- responding to you with like a series of like, I'm so sorrys, like as if someone just shot your dog. Like, yeah. we just found out that Facebook took our dog and robbed us and then took our dog and killed it. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, Dan. Like, I felt so bad. And you've maintained this total positivity in spite of that. And I just, I wanna say to the two of you, like, you're credit to that. Like, you, you encounter. Some adversity and some difficulty in what you're doing. You encounter, you know, a little bit of drama, maybe even about, you know, particular things that are going on, and you plow through it and do a great job. So, thank you for that. Um, because you do excellent, excellent work.
0: Yep. Thank you.
3: Well, I think we all anticipate the release of the deck when it comes out. Uh, I'm you no, know, I've, as I've said, I'm definitely gonna be getting one. Uh, but you've also, you know, you're tracking towards Ghostbusters Day pretty quickly. We're all, yeah, waiting for a movie in about four weeks, and then from there, you know, we'll be in March and we'll be what, three months away at that point, less than three months away from the 40th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Right. Um, so you're doing another event at the firehouse, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, we haven't announced a ton of stuff yet. It's actually really funny, right? Literally right before we came on, I got an email response on, uh, one thing that I've been chasing that is going to move forward a bit. It's not confirmed, but, um, it is moving positively. So that one's exciting. Uh, But yeah, we'll definitely have Joe Cirillo back, for example, you know the police captain. He's such a great guy. He's so nice, and he genuinely loves meeting people, so he'll definitely be back. We're working on some other cool stuff we don't have confirmed yet. We'll definitely have some cool autographed stuff available for those that are into that stuff, and um, some cool cars are going to be there this year. There's uh, definitely—Ecto-1 and Jay will be back, of course, because— Yes. Uh, he's been so awesome and we're finalizing some pretty cool stuff with him, some raffles or some auctions maybe of his, uh, ghost tour situation. Nice. Um, so that'll be really fun. Um, but yeah, Ghostbusters day, 40th anniversary. The fact that it actually is on the 40th anniversary on a Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, like last year the event was on June 10th because it was the closest Saturday. The fact that it lined up on the Saturday this year is really exciting and should be a really, really, really good time.
0: And this year, we hope there won't be any wildfires that are uh, making the sky orange. (laughs)
3: Yeah. That's usually our problem here, right? Like like We actually lucked
0: out last year where it cleared up on our day. Yep. Because if it was one day earlier, we literally would have all had to wear masks. Right. You know. It it's kind of
3: wild to think about it, but that's around the same period of time that the Ecto One was filming, like yeah. for the the mm-hmm. second. No, unit they were. Team, they right? were.
1: They were blocks away while we were at the firehouse.
3: Right. So it's kind of yeah. crazy to consider this. That like when you watch the trailer footage, you you don't yeah. see that smoke. Somebody had to do some real like color correction on real that nice footage. Color probably. correction, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it looked like New York City was essentially about to have some sort of protonic reversal. Given yep. you know, or or cross rip. Given that the sky was orange and. It was, it was black as sackcloth, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, ex- I'm excited for this. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm going to make it out there yet, but I'm, I'm been of the mindset that I'm probably going to get, not get to do more than one New York trip. Sure. Uh, this year, if I'm going to get to do one or the other. And so I have no idea what's going to happen with a premiere at this point. And yep, none of us do. Frank, we'll
1: find out about 10 days before it happens. <laughs> sure.
3: And that's well, part of what I look at and go, if I find out 10 days before it happens and it happens to be in New York, then that means I have to spend like 10 times as much money on flights as I would if I planned a trip to, to New York in June and just went, Hey, I'm going to go to the movies here with some friends and enjoy it. Uh, and so that's not like a desire not to be at the premiere, but it's just a desire to think about like what is practical and reasonable and feasible. Kind of sure. like, you know, you could produce as many card decks as you would like. But yeah, they- <laughs> but there's a point of reasonability to it.
0: <laughs> well, so- we personally
3: would
1: love to see you at the 40th. So,
0: yes. And if you do come out for the 40th, we do have the group hotel. Yes. The Holland Hotel just across the river into Jersey has a special promotional code for us. Yep. You can only get the discount, though, if you call the hotel to book your reservation.
1: Yeah, don't book online and then try to call. That's going to be a problem. Just call the hotel and tell them that you're interested in the Ghostbusters rate.
0: Yes. Gotcha. As of the time of recording this, there are still some rooms available, Yep. but there are not many. So yeah. please make sure you're calling to, res- to reserve. We don't want someone to try and book right before the event and find out that there's no more room.
1: Cause honestly, this is a really fun hotel for the group to hang out at. the The patio there, like I said, is just really fun. Last year, it was it was nice for people to be able to come and go and just chat with other fans and everything and socialize without, um, you know, a giant crowd around. And there's free parking, so for anyone who's driving, that's huge. When you're that's near massive. New York City, so that's
3: massive. I mean, that's just like literally, if you were gonna park your, your vehicle in the city, you'd probably spend over a hundred dollars for the weekend. So. Right.
0: Oh you yeah, know, it's like eighty
3: bucks yes. a day. Yeah, it's nuts. So and uh, especially if you're for those in, that have
0: Echo or Ectos, yeah. there, there's no um, roof on the parking lot. Yeah, so uncalled. there's no height restrictions. Yep. So you can take as big of a vehicle as you need to. Yep.
3: So if you're gonna bring your uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire van,
0: uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it'll fit.
3: It'll fit. I want to. I want to say this for the record, real quick, on the podcast. Several. I mean, while back, I had some episode with John Urkaba where I was talking about what would be the ideal replacement vehicle yep. for Ghostbusters. Like if you had mm-hmm. to get rid of Ecto-1 or you had to expand the fleet. And I was absolutely like, those those vans, those vans <laughs> that Amazon uses to deliver packages is clearly what you would use if you were going to have like a Ghostbusters R&D unit or something. And then we watched the trailer and saw like the back doors of a van open. And I was like, I said <laughs> You were the Leonardo so, DiCaprio meme, just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody out there has got to bring that big, tall van to the hotel, they, they can do that. So yep. that's good to know. Yeah. But I'm well, hopeful to be able to be out there for it uh, nice. because if nothing else, like I got to get some good pizza. Um, yeah. And I have a rule. Like if you if I come out for that event, it, there's a rule I carry in my life, which is that okay. I will not enter like the northeast, the tri-state area between the second week of June and the first week of October, because that's when it's welcome to the jungle. Eighty five percent humidity. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) like, I don't do this. This is part of why I left. I hate the humidity. Uh, And so the the idea of flight suits beyond June 8th uh, is like, no, no way. (laughs) No, no, no.
1: (laughs) We've been fortunate with the weather most years. The first year it was sweltering. But uh, yeah,
3: it can get yeah. bad
0: in June for sure.
3: Yeah, now my flight suit is Nomex, so you know if I'm out there in the humidity, oh
0: so is mine. Yeah, it uh, think, it gets quite toasty.
3: Yeah, you know it's like being um inside a sausage wrapper and <laughs> just
0: <laughs> you're inside a casing. I mean, it's the great for the our winter events.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put a piece of advice out there for anybody thinking about attending to the June 8th date at the firehouse. Don't wear your red parka it's not a thing you're gonna gonna run june
1: (laughs) (laughs) especially if you spend fifteen hundred dollars on the actual wuxley one that's rated for negative 22 celsius or whatever (laughs) you're gonna die
0: (laughs) yes you will die there's no question (laughs) we're we're dying in flight suits yeah
3: (laughs) i still can't believe how much People are freaking out about that. Even now, like there's a capsule collection and people are like, look, it exists. There's all these jackets and things you could buy. And I'm like, but no one is talking about the black flight suits in the trailer. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Oh, (laughs) I'm a bunch
1: of us in uh, Buffalo are working on them now because those are really exciting.
3: Yeah. To me, I'm like, that's the way more exciting thing is like there's an entire new like wing of Ghostbusters that wears like Different colors and different, you know, franchise patches and that's kinda like what we do. <laughs> yep. And unlike the charcoal
1: ones, it's actually just black. We don't have to yeah. like buy a navy one and then color strip it and then dye it with some no, perfect mix you, or whatever. Like you it's can just a literally, black
3: flight suit, wear that. You can literally <laughs> go to gbfans.com and buy what? the black flight suit and be like, I'm done. There's no craziness yep. to have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. i it's kind Work of surprising to me.
0: If mm. it fades over time, it becomes your charcoal. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull your
3: engineer patch off of it. You put a GB2 patch on it. You get a Santa hat. Done and, you're and, like, and done. done. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a really good point. Um, I wouldn't I don't know that I would have thought of that. So now there's going to be some people out there who buy the black flight suits who are like going to run it through the wash like 500 times with a bunch of woolite, <laughs> I want to leave it in the sun <laughs> spraying it with hydrogen peroxide and leaving it on the roof
2: of my car
3: you're like whoa
1: okay I'm gonna, gonna,
2: gonna rub lemon
3: juice on it <laughs> <laughs> all the varied things that we do to try and make things work out but there is a cool uh, other product that's coming out other than sort of the Wuxley stuff that actually is beneficial to the your Ghostbusters day event those bull air shoes are coming out uh that were yes. announced and there's a, that has been been a that, really right? cool.
1: Yeah. There's been a really cool collab that we got to do with Belairs. Um, so yeah, they, I mean, the line is all that, um, and they really even just came to us and sort of said, you know, we'd love to donate a portion cause they're going to do, they have three types of shoes, uh, and there are only 50 pairs of each of those. Um, and they're expensive, but from my understanding, I'm not a shoe guy, but from my understanding, it's a Nice shoe and then it's you know, a lot of custom yeah artwork and everything that goes into the shoe. So yeah, they're expensive. Um but then yeah, there is an apparel line and there's um a cool sort of frozen empire inspired uh Ghostbusters logo shirt and they're donating a portion of the proceeds of that to the Firehouse Fundraiser, which was just a surprise. They just came to us with that and said, Hey, we want to do this. And that was really awesome. We're thrilled that they're doing it. So Um, yeah, I definitely want to grab one of those shirts for sure.
3: I think that the, uh, bull air stuff, even though it's expensive is pretty cool. I've like, yeah, joke. I've kind of joked about this with somebody else, but I think I really mean it. Um, I am more interested in their shoes, even though they have such a higher price point than the Reebok stuff, because they actually look like something that I might wear.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) dude, The containment unit (laughs) ones are awesome.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like they're really cool uh, and they have a jacket and stuff too. I think that's how, yeah. you know, like there's a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of apparel that they're doing. But like part of what you talked about of them being expensive is like, these are like air Jordans, right? Like they're buying right. air Jordans essentially from Nike, which already have a high price point, And then they're right. doing the work to modify that. Right. So yeah. that's kind of like where your price point comes up because they're doing a lot of custom artwork and what have you uh, to take an existing expensive product and make it even more exclusive and awesome in what it is. Right. But like, right. I think it's kind of funny cause I'm pretty sure like they started out as a company that was just like fans who were making a thing that wasn't necessarily licensed and people saw it and were like, yeah. well, this should be a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and now it's thing. It helps the firehouse. So. Right.
1: And he's actually not super far away from us. Um, he's based out of Cortland, New York, which is about two hours away from us. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where, where Bankman's based uh, out of. I was, I was just going
2: to say it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's a professor emeritus at SUNY Cortland now uh. <laughs> <laughs> in marketing. That's how this this is how yep. this collaboration happened, is that Vankman called up Bull Airs. And he was like, listen, everything happens for a reason. I believe in, you know, fate, luck, karma. And you and me, we just happen to be in Cortland together. So maybe we should get together, have lunch, uh, figure out a great collaboration that would help out my organization. And that's how this all came about. That's, you know, we're just going to take go. the kayfabe <laughs> of Ghostbusters and collaborate it into the business history of Bull Airs. And then Bull Airs is going to be like, this is why we don't partner with that podcast, because they just make stuff up on us. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bull
1: <laughs> but Yep. Yeah, they're great. Uh, check out the products. They launch on Friday the 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern.
0: Yeah, I am so- not a sneakerhead myself, but I 100% want to add some of their stuff to my collections. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm admittedly also not a huge sneakerhead, but again, like part of what I have rejected about the Reeboks that came out over the years is that I could not imagine putting them on my feet and then having Um, (laughs) self-respect. So I'm sorry. I know some people out there are like, dude, really? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the tan ones were fine, but uh, those pink ones to this day, I'm like, it looks like they came from an operating theater after a car wreck. Like they're just, Hey, I trudged through a bunch of (laughs) pink sludge. Do you (laughs) want to hang out? Let me put my feet up on your desk.
1: And they do uh, draw your eye. So if you're walking, you know, people's eyes are immediately drawn down to your feet because they're neon pink.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not like my favorite thing. And and beyond that, like, I sure. just never understood, like, the ghost stompers ones that were like, look, we took the alien shoe we did and we swapped out. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we put on Greeblies from proton packs that'll just kind of you can take them off because they're not even glued on. So you don't have to lose them because you can just <laughs> remove them. And you're like, then what is the point? Like, <laughs> then I don't why understand? Why <laughs> right. Like we, we put it on because we know it might fall off. We didn't affix it. So you can take it off. So that way you can wear them without the things that might fall off. And you go, I am so confused. You you're selling Ooh. me a shoe I can take apart to use. Okay. I get it. I guess. <laughs> kind of. So this shoe I, has some
1: assembly required?
3: <laughs> yeah. So I'm a big, I, I'm as much as I'm not like a sneakerhead. I do find these to be a way more like fascinating thing. And, um, but my interest is far more piqued, you know, like as like, oh, you could be like your special occasion sneakers uh, for going to yeah. Ghostbusters events or something. But for yeah, sure. I don't know. They're they're kind of cool. And the fact that they're benefiting the firehouse and like the Ghostbusters Day uh, event is really awesome. And I think that like that's a thing to really recognize is that the kind of collaboration that you guys are doing spreads like yeah. let's just recap this because it's always fun to think about it. Everything that we are talking about now and everything we've talked about last time you were on and all these different things you do started because you wanted a sign for the firehouse
1: <laughs> cuz we wanted to buy the $1000 Hollywood collectible sign. <laughs>
3: yes. That was like everything came that's... out of that. You were like, "Hey community, wouldn't it be cool if we bought a sign to replace the sign at the firehouse?" And since that like all that's happened from it out of positivity and love is just like, "Hey, what if we grew an event?" Hey, what if we grew fundraising opportunities? Hey, what if we grew brand collaborations with a particular brand that could also provide a cachet in uh, supporting the firehouse and supporting the fandom and charities, et cetera? So, you know, I think it's really important to recognize it. Like, as much as you don't walk around being like, we are important, like it's the this kind of work that franchises do that works as ambassadorship for the fandom that I think is so freaking valuable, you know, like it's just it's what goes beyond I'm collecting money at my local con to give to Toys for Tots to we are developing a fandom that is recognized because not just because it loves the thing a lot of people like, but because it has impact. You know, for such sure, people want to yeah. partner with it. So um kudos on that. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, beyond the things we've talked about in terms of the Bull Air stuff, uh in terms of what's going on with your playing card deck it's always fun to also chat with you guys just about, you know, being Ghostbusters fans and what we have coming up and um, how have you done with your toy hunts so far? Have you acquired all of your Hasbro goods?
1: Yeah, I've, I've done pretty good. Um, I was able to get the RGBs. I got the fright features. Um, I got the Ecto one off of the target link. Cause you sent that to me <laughs> right away when that hit targets <laughs> website. Uh, so yeah, I've done pretty good. And then you know, I we obviously had posted about uh our own little custom plasma figure uh last week too, uh, where I had created my own Gary Gruberson uh yeah. plasma figure, because you know, there's all these rumors and we don't know if it's gonna be true or not, but like people are starting to worry that there isn't a plasma line. Right. Um, and you know, I saw, yes, have some talking about it, really trying to garner support of the plasma line and everything. So I was kind of like, all right, maybe I'll do that too. Uh, so I had been talking to my buddy, Jamie out of Ghostbusters, Virginia, and, um, he was also talking about doing a uh, custom Gary. And so, uh, I realized other people were going to start doing it. So I was like, all right, I better do this soon. <laughs> And so I created uh, using an afterlife Ray Sands body and then uh, an Ant-Man quantum mania, Paul Ruddhead, because he's even made fun of the one head sculpt of his where he has like a douchey grin. Oh, really? Yeah. On on Conan (laughs) (laughs) O'Brien. They both were like, what an asshole. Like to the head
3: sculpt. (laughs) I have not seen that. I have to check that out. You should look it
1: up. It's really funny. <laughs> um so I was like okay the the Quantum head works really good and then it just worked out that um I was ordering some labels for my roof rack from Moby Sign Company. Um and I was like hey what are the chances it'll be really small so I don't know if your printer can go this small and all that. Gave him the dimensions of the name tag. I was like what are the chances you could do a Gruberson? And he was like let me see. He was like yeah all right it'll print okay. I was like all right, just throw a bunch of them on the sheet so that I have, yeah. you know, in case I mess up a whole bunch because I don't I don't customize figures at all. Right. Like, this is the first yeah. thing I've ever done. Um, And so he printed a bunch of them. It looked good. The photos looked really cool when we shared them. And then people were like, oh, you know, we'd love to get one. And I was like, all right, let's just do a contest then. And um, so a bunch of people, 15 people won one of those. So it's kind of cool now when people are sending me photos of like, Oh man, it's so much better in person. And I'm like, all right, nice. Like <laughs> that's, that's really fun. Um, so it actually inspired me to maybe try a few other plasma figures, uh, kit bashing with some Marvel legend stuff and, uh, various ones. So I have some other frozen empire inspired plasma figures that I'm going to try to put together and, uh, share, I guess on our Instagram this time.
3: Nice. Right? Yeah. Probably not your <laughs> Facebook page. But yeah. I think it's funny that you're doing this because I've been joking for a few weeks that, like, if you wanted to get yourself a Kumail action figure, like for yeah. this movie, just yeah. run on down to Ollie's and clear out the Eternals line. Yeah, <laughs> just buy up all the Kumail figures and then pull Ollie's their heads off. Thank you. Yeah, yeah actually, like, we're getting this stuff out of here. Finally,
1: <laughs> actually, after I did uh, the Gruberson, I did go to Ollie's and bought a Kumail one because it was eight <laughs> bucks. I'm like, all right, eight bucks, fine. Like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna do anything with it, but you know, because right now there is no like Marvel Legends body of a guy in a hoodie and shorts and flip flops, which is the only thing we've seen him <laughs> in in the
3: in the trailer. Uh, we so. gotta find that. That's gotta exist somewhere. What figure is that? I was gonna say so. like you could get him like you know uh, a figure of Sam from. A Captain America and the Winter Soldier because it's always like a guy in a hoodie or a T-shirt and some jeans, right? Like that would get the job done for now. But yeah,
1: (laughs) so but I was just like, you know what? I'll just grab that because it's only it was eight dollars and then they had a fifteen percent off coupon. I was like, fine,
3: just in case. (laughs) You sent me some photos the other night where you were mocking up like a Ray figure, a Winston figure. And one of the things I said to you is like it's crazy that you can actually find all of these individual parts like that you could use to build these which only further like fr- more frustrates me where I'm like uh, what come on King of yeah. Repaint company the right. Hasbro right. toy company that repaints and retool reuses the same tooling like you don't even need to go out and like if you got to create a bunch of these figures you could just take parts of other figures you have out there because you've produced so many different pieces of clothing and whatever else stuff for yeah. all the individual figures they've done in the Marvel line right so yeah. Um, yeah, I hope we get to see that Plasma Series line expand. I really do. I would like, yeah. if nothing else, like, I mean, it shouldn't be really hard to take the lucky figure from last time and just repaint it into a right. Black Flight Put suit.
1: Put it in a Black Flight <laughs> suit. Come on. But I mean, that w- that was my whole thing, though, is as to why I, like, needed a Gary Gruberson and the parts were there. I'm like, you got Paul Rudd for two Ghostbusters movies and we didn't
3: get an action figure of him. Right. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of wild. Like if you really think about it, like that last plasma series line we got for the last movie was six figures. Right. mm -hmm. And then a two pack, which was like uh, the limited edition target exclusive, which then ended up not being target exclusive because it was on Zavi in the UK or whatever. Like it was a two pack of, you know, Egon's ghost and uh, you know, or dirt farmer, whatever you want to call him and Phoebe. Right. So, and then you had like, Other than that, you had the previous six figures and a two pack, which was like the Lewis Tully exclusive thing that came with the Builder figure you could get anyway. Right. So I feel like there's an opportunity here that's like really being missed in terms of like getting us figures that are new in our world and also like with ghosts, right? Like, and that's something that I think it's funny to see you kit bash. You know, like there's none, right? So much that we turn to third party vendors who we find to be beloved. Because they give us yeah. what we want, and so like I think it's kind of funny that we've reached the point now too, where like even with the figures, if we don't get a plasma series line, like a bunch of us are gonna go, okay, fine, like we'll just figure it out, I'll like do it myself.
2: Yeah, I and it's really, not even like
0: I really, really want a Gruberson in a red parka with his O face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> well, if it was Neca. Right. They would give you that. There would be a soft goods parka and there would be three heads. Like one of them would be like that. O face. One of them would be the one where he's like, I'm looking like an asshole. No, I'm kidding. but like <laughs> <laughs> You know, but like there'd be three different rotatable or like reusable heads to create the different scenes you want to. And like for the uh, the Back to the Future line, like the Doc Brown heads were without question the reason why I bought the line. Like, it's stupid to think about this, but I bought like six figures or whatever it was because the heads on the Doc Brown were figures were so spot on Christopher Lloyd. And then all the details that were put in the figures were so much more accurate to go with it, too. So it just I don't know, it just kind of blows my mind. I'm like, why is it the NECA can figure out how to do something that is, you know, hey, we can lean into creating even if it is like three docks and three Martys and three yeah. Biffs, you know, we can reuse the tooling we can use. We can create different figures with different soft goods and different expressions, nine different heads for three different figures, whatever it is. And in contrast, Hasbro's like, hey, um, yeah, we know you've been looking for some plasma series figures, but turns out we got a lot of glow in the dark stuff at Ollie's. If you want to yeah, stop on by. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, so.
3: I mean, hopefully we're
1: wrong. Hopefully there's a Plasma series coming and maybe they haven't released it yet because it's spoilery or something. Yeah. You know? Like um,
3: I've I've speculated that there's a reason to do that. If the build a figure is Garaka, that they wouldn't have wanted to show it to us too early. But at this point, like we've seen it from a Funko pop and like. But
1: there's a part of me that wonders if maybe just because of the timing that they ended up deciding to just push the figures to the 40th anniversary. Mm. so that there would be yeah. no spoilers for the movie because inevitably right. some retailer put something out too early. So really point. with the 40th anniversary, you could delay it a couple months, but still capitalize on that big merchandise push for the 40th. So maybe yeah. that's what's happening. I don't know.
3: <laughs> no, you, you know, you really raise a, a very relevant point, though, is that if we're going to have a 40th anniversary be successful at a merchandising level, then you need some product to come out around that 40th anniversary. And in this case, it could be something where they decided to stretch, you know, and go, hey, we don't know that we're going to have something brand new for that 40th anniversary in action figure land. We know we have essentially these fright features that are contemporary coming out. We've got the Kenner classics coming out. So rather than overkill it with three lines at the same time, let's just slow burn it and then do plasma series for the 40th. You know, that Mm -hmm. actually makes a lot of sense, Dan. So I hadn't, I'm I'm like, wow, you're smarter than I
2: am. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Well, thank um, you. I think thank the you.
0: strike may have had something to do with this, too, didn't because it? we didn't we didn't know for certain that we were going to hit the March date until sure. what? First week of December. Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's really weird to think about it, but like the last two Ghostbusters movies, this one and the one previous, they've been through like merchandising hell. You know, yep. like the first one with the covid happening, it was like nothing came out on schedule because nothing happened on schedule at all during like yep. 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have in the case of merchandising a movie, all of these dates became fluid again because of what was happening with the writer strikes and the direct director strike. Uh and so it's one of those things where you may be right about that. You know, like when were these products supposed to come out? This movie was originally supposed to be a December 2023 movie, right? Right. Uh right. Which would have been interesting to be watching that movie in December of twenty twenty three with all that frozen stuff, but I digress. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it would have been a very different vibe, I think. Uh, yeah. but I think that uh you know, maybe we'll see those. Maybe you're right. Maybe we'll see those around the 40th. Here's a question yeah. I'll throw out to you. What is something you would like to see released for the 40th anniversary as merchandise that we don't have?
1: So that's an interesting question. Um, my biggest thing, because, and I think we'll probably get it, is I assume there's probably going to be some other kind of DVD set or whatever. -hmm. You know, like a new Ultimate collection, whatever's better than Ultimate. Um, I personally, I really want to see a lot more of what was deleted from Afterlife. Me too. Like, that's what I want to see.
0: For me, as someone who used to work in a collectibles store, something I haven't seen before would be a sideshow collectibles, like premium format figure Mm -hmm. of one of the Ghostbusters. One of those would be insane. And probably a first minute pre-order for me.
3: Gotcha. So you're yes. talking about like not action figures, but like the, the like. Like one 18- scale. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're, you know, yay big.
3: So like you're talking something different than, than say like the Blitzway figures, which are more like action figure and you want something more like a statue. Is that
0: what you mean? Yeah. This would be a, a statue. Gotcha. Uh, sometimes they can be slightly customized, on you know, different heads, but, uh, they're not designed to move. They're designed to right sit on a shelf and be awesome.
3: I know that there's like some of those that exist for the original Ghostbusters, but I don't know that anybody's done it for like Afterlife. Mm. You know, and so it would be kind of cool to see like some good, like premium. Like I'm thinking about premium. Premium Collectible Studio has like high end figure. Right, Blitzway has high end figures, but they're not so much busts and stuff. But like, I think the Premium Collectible Studio stuff might be more that. But I think it would be cool to see like a Phoebe in that style. You know, like to sure. Get you know, or like a Spengler family in that style that went like multi generational. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird to think about this, but like Ghostbusters is very much becoming like the story of the Spengler family and the others. <laughs> like in terms of how like it's evolving, and I'm kind of interested to see if that upholds like you know how, you're gonna have the Spengler family as part of the legacy of this in perpetuity, presumably, right? So like, what happens at the point where like Ray is no longer with the Ghostbusters, like? there's not going to be necessarily a stance family to uphold it. So I think that leaning into the Spengler family as part of what you're going to see in perpetuity is probably something important to do at a merchandise level while paying homage to the folks who were there for the 40th anniversary. Sure. Um, Can I tell you my secret wish that I've come up with in the last like week? that just popped in my brain. Let's go. (laughs) Hallmark has done the Ecto one several times over, right? They did it in 2009. They did it again. In uh, 2019. And mm-hmm. then they did the Afterlife Ecto in 2021 as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, except there was no San Diego Comic Con. So it just yes. became like a Hallmark <laughs> website exclusive on a special day. Yeah. It was like, come to the Hallmark website on this day and this day only, and you can order this until they're gone. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so they've done the Ecto one several times. They did the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in like 2014. Uh, yep. So there's like one of those that plays music. And then they did like the one off the 35th anniversary of Vankman on yes. like a pedestal, which yep. I don't really like. The, I don't think the likeness on that figure is particularly great, but we'll leave that aside. Mm-hmm. The thing they've never done is I want a Hallmark keepsake ornament. That's a 40th anniversary of 40th anniversary firehouse. Like I like it. I want to hang a firehouse on my tree yep. and I want that firehouse to not play like the Ghostbusters theme song like all most of the other Hallmark ornaments do. I want it to have a button I push that goes, we got one. Oh, that would be perfect. And then like the doors on the front of it slide open. Yes. And you see inside like the Ecto one is parked in the bay and the lights light up. And then it's like that dude cleaning up the town kicks in. Right. Like, and that's what the ornament does is like, and then the doors just close back up at the end of the sequence. And I'm like, I want this. So department 56 can do like a little figurine for Christmas village stuff. Yep. And I want a good Hallmark ornament that does more than just play sounds that lights up, has some movement and really celebrates the firehouse because the movie is obviously codenamed firehouse. A ton of the movie is going to take place in the firehouse. And like you don't have 40th anniversary of, of 40th anniversary celebration of Ghostbusters in some capacity without referencing the firehouse. Right. Like, yeah, you're going to go there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <Like that's-
1: laughs> we'll be referencing
3: it <laughs> <laughs> right and then what i want is uh, alongside this i want a set of uh custom made ornaments that are just like the buffalo ghostbusters and like yeah. the new jersey like the ecto-1 mj <laughs> and the nyc ghostbusters i'm gonna make my whole tree around this one firehouse which is all those ghostbusters franchises but like i'm not not really gonna do that but like can I kick I those of,
1: out of Marvel Legends
3: figures? Yeah. Yeah. That's the next thing you got to do, right? Is you, either that or you know what you get a good discount on. That's in a good ornament scale is um, who makes those things. Loyal subjects. Remember the loyal subjects, Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually used those as ornaments. I put yeah. candy canes in their hands because they could hold tiny candy canes and then hung them on the tree, hanging on in the candy canes. It's totally doable. Right. But nice. like, I think that a 40th anniversary, a good high-end hallmark ornament is a thing I really want. Like out of nowhere, I put all my ornaments away from my Christmas tree la- a couple weeks ago. And I, since then I'm like, God, like why don't we have a firehouse ornament? And this is the perfect time to get it.
1: I you like know? it. So, yeah. That would be awesome.
3: Yeah. I would be totally into it. So, and then of course that goes alongside with my other seasonal offering that I need that still nobody has made. If anybody out there knows how to make this, like please contact me. Cause I'm tired of not having it. Have you all heard about my Ghostbusters garden gnome idea? I think you told me about that before. <laughs> like I want mini puffed garden gnomes. Like yeah. I just like, and I was talking with somebody the other day cause I said, I want them in scale. And somebody said, so what is that? Like eight inches tall for like dwarf scale. And I was like, no, I want them in scale with mini puffs. And somebody then said to me like, well, what would that look like? And I was like, literally the plasma series mini puffs. Yeah. They are a one to one scale mini puffs. Yeah, Just guys. please make them out of concrete or out of ceramics. So I can <laughs> put them in my yard like <laughs> that would work. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm at the point where I'm again, like on the fixing things, we don't have a problem. I'm at the point where I want to hire somebody to be like, do you know how to cast things? Cool. Recast these little mini puff <laughs> figures for me from Hasbro so that way I can put them all over my yard at Halloween. Like nobody's going to give me the thing I want. So I will give <laughs> you money and here's three boxes of plasma series stay puffs for you to ruin and just make and I, me what I need. Like, I want 300 of them back to fill my lawn. Yeah. That,
1: uh, you have that to
0: doesn't sound all that hard.
3: Yeah. No, it doesn't. That's why I'm frustrated about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. could I do it? Yes. But could I just pay somebody who is willing to manufacture this product? Like, let's be real. If somebody told you you could buy a six pack of mini puffs that you could put on your lawn at Halloween in the bushes around 100%. your mailbox, et cetera, would you do it? hundred percent. yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Would you buy them like two of them for your franchise table at a booth? Like yep. totally. So right? that they're like, everywhere. Be, yeah. And then yep. you'd be like, okay, cool. If they get faded in the sun, we just repaint them or whatever. Like, and but I can't do it with the plastic ones. I live in California. Everything plastic turns yellow. They just turn
0: yellow (laughs) and die. You know, I'd say 3d print them, but uh, they'll melt.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Same problem, right? Like that's the thing you learn here from people who 3d print parts for their Ecto one. And then they go out to a convention here in the sun and they're like, my car is dripping. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why they got to be plaster cast or something. But yeah, I really have hit the point where I'm like, man, it's time to just like, i don't know can i do this in paper mache i learned that when i was in the fourth grade <laughs> <laughs> pretend i don't know anything about casting or molding you know you never
1: study just tell no. me how the hell i can get these mini puffs
0: <laughs> you could three, 3d print the negative it'll make a mold yeah. and then you just right. keep filling it and opening right. it up
2: yeah mm-hmm.
3: And I'm like, come on, fun.com. Like you, this is right? seems like a fun.com <laughs> thing. I mean, like HalloweenCostumes.com. It seems like it's right up your alley. This is the thing for yeah. you to do. So, and if not, like if you're a maker out there and you're listening to this and you're like, i been looking for my make or break bootleg product that's unlicensed for some podcast to talk about. And it's unlicensed merchandise segment in the headlines. I just gave it to you. There you go. Um, do it. Just, send, <laughs> just make sure I get some because I'm going to need them. But Yeah. So anything else that you are really like wish casting for out of this 40th anniversary year that you're hoping is, I mean, it doesn't have to be a product, but just anything, you, you know, we're, we're four months away from the 40th anniversary. We're less than what, 40 days at this point from watching this movie. What is your big hope each of you for sort of 2024 and Ghostbusters?
1: Um, just that it keeps like, it's so funny because you know, prior to afterlife, I was like, okay, like it's fine if it ends and it's done. Like we finally got <laughs> Ghostbusters three. Like now I'm like I just want it to keep going, man. Like just more cool stuff, more movies, you know, TV shows, whatever. I just I want to see more content from Ghostbusters now, and you know, just keep it going and keep it positive and just give us more products.
0: <laughs> I can agree with that a hundred percent. And uh, my hope is that in about forty days, when uh, we're all sitting in the theater. That it ends with uh, the branching out to other franchises. Yeah. Perhaps an in-universe franchise in Buffalo. Okay, I'm <laughs> just going to like break down <laughs> crying if that happens.
3: But... <laughs> What? You mean, you, mean just, you can't confirm your walk-on cameo yet? That's Oh, that yeah, kind of no, thing. I'm
1: not supposed to talk about
3: that. Delete! <laughs> <laughs> you, you just violated the NDA you have about all the time you spent on the set for that yes. pivotal scene in the final moments of Ghostbusters Frozen Empire when they go, there's only one place that's more frozen than here. And they-
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert, we show up with... Uh, Flamin' hot uh Cheetos and we have yeah. like Caracas.
3: There you go. Yeah, there's that. You, and you show up and you're like, listen, I know you guys are not as experienced, but those of us up here who deal with lake effect snow all the time know how to handle this problem. And that's when you just bust out like snow machines to ride to you know, like to we're also Ecto in shorts. Snow though. Machines. Yeah, yeah. But
1: we're all wearing shorts because we're and flip flops.
3: Yeah, and flip flops. <laughs> that's part of the whole gig. Yeah, everybody else is like trying to wear wear a fifteen hundred dollars parka is to stay warm, and you guys are out there in like t shirts, flip flops, Hawaiian shirts with a big logo on the back with a chicken wing, like
0: <laughs> and shouting nothing but "Go Bills." Yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'm not gonna say I would be opposed to this. Like I would like I think like I do like the idea of branching out, uh, Burnsy that you're talking about, and I think that one thing that's cool is that Jason Reitman talked about this in the empire article, the idea that like, if the franchise moved forward, like there's all these different stories that could be told in different folklore in different places. And it's mm-hmm. like weird to consider this, but that's not, that's gotta be something. It's not the first time it's been on the table and talking about this, because when I talked to Paul Feig very briefly at his Q and a, like, not like I was like, Hey Paul, let's sit down and be on this podcast. Yeah. Although he's more than welcome to do that. Anytime he likes, come on, Paul, he, he looking at what he said, At that Q&A, he suggested when I asked him, what would your five years later have been? Like if Ghostbusters 2 is five years later after the 1984 movie, what would your five years later after 2016 have been? And he was like, I think it would have been something to go international. You know, so it's like kind of a thing where I think that that's something on the table in terms of, you know, writers discussions about where do you go with the franchise now and having the ability to take the franchise to an international level would be cool. And so more franchises, more different cities that are happening out there. And you see it happening now with the video games, right? Like the VR is happening in San Francisco, you know? So, well, they have
1: to too, because you know, we can't just constantly see New York city getting attacked. Like no, there have to be other beings that are attacking other cities. Like
3: (laughs) (laughs) it would be weird though. If it was like that, like every paranormal entity shows up, and it's, it's like Ghostbusters Seven. It's just like, oh, they're getting New York City again. It's like,
1: so yeah. just leave. Everyone like, should just leave New York City. <laughs> or like, no, let's just, show just the imagine that,
0: like try and leave, and they just disappear yeah. at the, the Jersey Line.
3: <laughs> they can't.
1: Get, they can't go into <laughs> Jersey.
3: <laughs> or like the ghosts who manifest on Everest. Who they're like all the hikers that didn't make it. The <laughs> you know, all the bodies yeah. that have just been left on Everest because like it's too difficult to recover. So we just leave hikers there in perpetuity forever yep. to just be part of the permafrost. Uh, if they came to life and they were all suddenly like, oh, we have to climb all the way down and go to New York now. This sucks. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's awful. Uh, so yeah, that would be very strange. I not to, not to put this out there in the universe, but I think that would be a really weird Ghostbusters story, by the way, the story about, uh, yeah, about all the hikers that like go on these hikes to mountains that then just get left behind because there's no way to bring them down. Um, and they kind of just become like mass graves and mass casualty events that span lots of time, like not to be dark and morbid, but to me, I'm like, no. there's a good ghost story there uh, for, for sure. Yeah, so I'm I mean, with you.
0: can definitely see it.
3: But yeah, this is what happens when I fall down rabbit holes about yeah. people climbing mountains for t- middle of the night on YouTube. And then I'm like, man, that'd be a good ghostbuster story. And that's when I realize I have a fan problem. I'm like everything's a good <laughs> ghostbuster story. Look, there's loss and suffering in the world. What should we do? Make it into a Ghostbuster
2: Make story. You do <laughs>
3: Well, gentlemen, this has been fun catching up with you and talking a bit about, you know, the playing card deck, your survival of Facebook uh, deciding to just blow you off the Internet. And we're going to hope that you come back, obviously, because as much as I'm joking about Facebook being like, ah whatever, we don't need you. Like you have a really good following there and it's an important marketing tool for you for every franchise using it. So fingers crossed that that's going to get resolved. And hopefully, that like, I don't know, somebody at Meta gets tired of answering emails About this and just decides to fix the problem as opposed to like, oh, once again, another Ghostbusters group that's pissed off. Why? I wonder what that's about. Just Uh, flip the switch and turn off
1: that algorithm, please.
3: Yeah, just, you know, disempower Skynet. Just stop the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just turn it off. Um, But shut it off. Shut these all down. Shut all this off. Let's just (laughs) We need Walter Peck to go over to Facebook and just be like, turn these off, shut that down, turn that off. I don't care about your opinion. Just shut it off. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> just, um, I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast. Anything else you want to throw out there to folks that, you know, keep in mind to plug uh, to know about as we kind of head into the rest of 2024? No, I think we covered everything.
0: Yeah. I just have to remind everybody, if you're going to book a hotel room, call the hotel. Yes. You cannot get the discount if you book online yep. and please call early. We don't want anyone to miss out. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah.
3: Do not hesitate if you're going to come out in there in June as much as I say that I'm probably going to hesitate and then be like,
0: <laughs> anybody got a place I could crash?
3: But I mean, I have enough relatives back back there that I can figure it out. Yeah, uh, but I'm eager uh, to see what you have cooked up for Ghostbusters Day. I'm stoked about your playing card deck and you will have me as a customer for sure. And once they're out, we'll obviously promote them and let the folks know they're out there on the Extra Plasm audience to go and grab. And I hope we all get to see each other this year. Like, part of my thing this year is I want to see the people that I get to see on webcam, like, and actually eat pizza with them and have a beer and, like, you know, share some time together. So, definitely, uh, that would be fantastic. Figure that out. That would be great. So, um, okay. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on the podcast, and we hope to talk to you again soon.
0: Thanks again for having
3: us. Anytime. We'll talk to you again. That about wraps things up for Extra Plasma this week. I want to say thank you one more time to Dan and Chris from the Buffalo Ghostbusters for coming on the show, uh, for giving us some insights about how their contest went and about what's coming up with Ghostbusters Day a little bit, Uh, you know, where we're at on wish casting for things that we want and for helping to get the word out about, you know, the 50 folks who are going to be participating in their uh, playing card deck process. So I'm excited to be able to come back to you and hopefully you know in a few weeks or a few months to say this is where you can go get that playing card deck uh, so we can all get it and then be excited about having it and you know use it at some communal event perhaps on june 8th at the firehouse i also want to say thank you as usual to brendan pierce of Baducci studios who provides our logo and visual identity for the podcast as well as vaporwave artist magnavox whose version of ghostbusters serves as our theme song And you know, this is the part in the podcast where every week I say thank you to you uh, because you tune in, you are part of what goes on here and you help to make this interesting. I've really enjoyed hearing from folks over the last week who uh, had something to say about the uh, you know kitchen counter review that I did of the uh, prototypes from Maddie Collector Series. And I've just been excited to hear from folks who are sharing things they're finding out there in the world as they're getting popcorn buckets and other stuff. So, you know, be in touch. If you have something to share with the podcast, you can of course reach me at extraplasm on instagram extraplasm on x uh, extraplasm podcast on facebook or on youtube over at youtube.com slash at extraplasm and of course via email you can reach me at extraplasm podcast at gmail.com have a great rest of your week uh you know stay tuned for more exciting stuff that's going to be happening with ghostbusters frozen empire make sure you go over and give some love to ghostbusters news and as ernie hudson reminds us every week
2: try to have fun and always keep on busting take care